Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 61, May 27th, 2023. So glad you can make it. And uh, thinking about those Davidson days in the last week or so, this is uh, 27 years ago. <clears throat> 27 years ago, I graduated from Crest High School, class of 1996. It does not get better. Um, still the greatest class to ever walk. Through the halls of Crest, there's no doubt about it. Um, and then I, I I remember the I remember like being in the parking lot where my mom works and and the letter from Davidson came regarding uh, getting in I, I uh, applied early decision and uh, my my brother went to Davidson and his wife and her family are all Davidson people and so I was really excited I mean it's just a phenomenal. It's a phenomenal place. It really is. Um, I hope that at least my kids will take some tours uh, along the way. But um, I remember just leaping up in the air when I got the acceptance letter, when I opened it up and and found out that I had gotten in. You know, I wore my Davidson hat um, everywhere, you know, senior year. And until I lost it in the lake. Uh, that was too bad. Uh, but uh, I, I don't remember much about orientation. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit. Again, that was some years and and cells ago. But uh, I try to think about who some of the professors were. I, I can't remember the professor's name that I had for this this course that was called Humanities, which was a block of courses that was designed, I think, for the first two years that you went through this humanities course and I'm a, I'm a humanities guy. Uh, maybe I need to spend a ne- the, uh, an, an episode or some of it explaining what I mean by that. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm fine with STEM education and all that. That's good. Science and, and math are definitely needed, but without social studies, without philosophy and, and theology and things like that, then I think we're lost. But anyway, that's not what this episode is about. But I had this professor... I just can't remember. I, I feel like he had a beard and it was dark hair, but I, I, I know that he was at least uh, somewhat maybe of an atheist or something like that. And I was coming from, you know, Southern Baptist church culture where I had not learned a whole bunch of other viewpoints or that there even were other viewpoints. Um, and so that was pretty, uh, how do you say, eye-opening, shaking, faith-shaking type, uh, which, which I'm glad about. And, and I had an English professor, which, you know, in my mind, he maybe looks like Sigmund Freud, uh, you know, bald with the gray beard. Anyway, that kind of that kind of vibe. But but I, I don't remember his name either. But but what, that was I do know that that was the most proud grade, proudest grade uh, I, that I've ever received freshman English at Davidson College. I got a B and that was an earned B. And, you know, we should talk about grade inflation sometime, too, on future podcasts, because 
kids don't know what earning a B is anymore, at least in high school. The, the top kids, they get A's, and they pretty much get A's in everything, and we've we've let that get out of control a little bit. Um, I had the other professor I had first semester was, was Dr. Hinka and he was German and he taught German and I had German. And also I had a class with him called Nazi culture, which I remember watching some films and reading some, some different books, seeing the different, you know, propaganda techniques by, uh, by the Nazi regime and all that kind of stuff. And, and he was a really a cool guy. I mean, we even went to his house and, he invited us over as students and things like that. And it was, it was cool to learn some different German customs and eat German food and things such as that. And, and first semester was, was pretty good. I mean, first semester was a, a 2.5 GPA. Um, I don't, that's only four classes. I don't know if I had more or not. It seems like maybe I had a religion class, but I don't remember if that was, that might've been second semester. And I think I had to take PE because I failed the swim test because I had like this terrible respiratory illness when I first went. I mean, I knew how to swim, y'all. I tried to tell them, but they wouldn't listen. I just couldn't breathe. Um, But either way, I had a 2.5 GPA, which I think is average for freshman Ed Davidson. And I, I was, you know, pretty pleased and, Political science, there was definitely a political science in there too. Again, that may have been second semester, and we'll get to that. Some of the sports that I remember going to, um, Davidson wasn't really known for its football program um, at the time. You know, I watched some soccer, but the one I remember the most, or two that I remember the most, is field hockey. My friend Lisa played field hockey, and I never watched field hockey before. And so I remember watching that and, and thinking that was a cool sport. And now my, my niece, um, Zella is headed to the is headed to Sewanee to play field hockey um, next next year. Uh, her big brother Phelps goes there and he plays lacrosse. But uh, but field hockey and then and then women's basketball actually. I mean I went and watched the guys play. I remember Landry Kozmowski that I went to watch play um, there, who was kind of my acquaintance I guess on campus. And but I I went and I was good friends at the time with with a with a player named Jen O'Brien and maybe kind of now looking back in retrospect, one of the things that I regret or that I wish, you know, that I I had seen, you know, one of the things I I hate that I missed out, there's maybe some words that are better, um, is seeing Jen play her sophomore, junior and senior year, because she's basically like the Steph Curry. I mean, she's in the, she's in the hall of fame there. And uh, of of women's basketball and and she, she was like a jersey girl i think man it was like definitely from from northeast somewhere uh, this like uh anyway man she was awesome and i'm glad that i've i've reached back out and contacted her some on facebook even in these last few days but but other than that sports mm, I, I don't really remember going to see a whole bunch of others probably went and watched some baseball i remember that my laundry number was 435 because back then Davidson had a laundry service and they would do your laundry for you. And I take my clothes down in the laundry bag. And I don't remember exact days, but like leave it there on a Monday. And then by uh, Wednesday or Thursday, they would have them washed, folded neatly in a, in a pile and wrapped in these brown paper bags. 
and that was that was awesome. Uh, and uh, I remember that my number was four thirty five, <clears throat> and uh, I, I, I of course remember Mel Batie, my my eighty six Burgundy Mustang. That was it was it was struggling. Uh, I had to keep jugs of water in the back, and like the hoses were rotted out. Um, it was a six cylinder, so it would move. Uh, and I was kind of a Wooderson looking person. If you if you've ever seen Dazed and Confused, like with my long stringy hair and you know skinny frame back in the day. And so if you've watched that movie, then you know that 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 Matthew McConaughey's character calls his his car Melba Toast, and so that's where Melba T came from. It was a, my students have reminded me, I guess I told this story last year that uh, to them when they were, when they were sophomores and they reminded me about it all, all this year. Um, it's one that stuck out to them. But one time I was driving through campus in this old rusty, rusty looking 86 Mustang. And, and I guess I just tooted the horn at somebody just to say, Hey, maybe. And the horn got stuck. And so I'm just driving through campus, you know, just wow, the horn just blasted. And so. I didn't want to be seen as that guy, so I just kind of ripped the middle of the steering wheel off, I guess, where the wires to the horn were connected, and as best I can remember, that worked. I might have just stopped and turned it off. I I don't know. That was a that was an intense moment. But but most of my memories, most of my memories from my Davidson days were from the hallway. I was in two A Belk, I believe was the name of the dorm, but just the, the cast of characters that you live with in a dorm, in a hallway, my roommate, John, um, there was a guy, another guy named Jay who I've, I've reconnected with on Facebook, um, Brian and Ryan. Um, and then our, our, our hall guys were like Trip and Jeff. Trip was, was, uh, in the fraternity Sig, Sig, Sigma Phi Epsilon. And Jeff was actually a young life guy, which I, you know, be interesting to see if I would have went what the path of Jeff, what what life would have been different. Was Dave Matthews have a song about that? If I uh, could have been a dancing Nancy, perhaps. But um, but but Trip was my guy, and um, he's a lawyer now, very successful, and in South Carolina somewhere. Uh, and, and I joined up with the Sigma Phi Epsilon house honestly one of the main reasons i did was because they had a guy that cooked for them called papa d and he made these quesadillas that were just i mean it was like it was good and so if if you were a part of it then you got to eat there they didn't even call the the women's houses sororities i don't know if they do now but back then they just called them eating houses because like i think maybe they weren't affiliated with the national greek organizations or something like that but but ours was a fraternity, and it was Sigma Phi Epsilon, and I met some guys there, and we had some really good times, and I mean some really good connections, and I mean beyond just the partying that comes along with with the stereotype, but but that too, um, we did really stupid stuff, especially during like pledge week and all that kind of stuff, running around the campus. I'll say half naked, but probably not half, and you know, but but playing games and, and, and doing competitions and picking fights with other houses. And I was the pledge class president. Like I, I was, I was elected by the, by the guys to be pledge class president of, of the purple and red. And, uh, that was crazy, man. That was just a crazy time. We had sister Hazel. Uh, that, that was like when all for you was, 
I think it was even before it was in the movie that it was in, whatever that was. Uh, it's hard to say what I have seen you. You know that one? And th- those guys came and, and they played at our house and it was wild. Like, and that was wild. I played football with them out in the front yard. And that might be the rest I can remember from that particular night. But that was, uh, that was a good time. And, and, and speaking of good time, I think it's time for a little tea with Mara. In, in my uh, session, in my therapy session this past time at Living Lotus, um, you know, I've talked the last couple of weeks maybe about going back and having these conversations with my with my younger self, like, you know, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, somewhere around in there. And uh, that that had that tended to be the thing. But 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 this time it was that wasn't the case. I, I realized what I call that, that part of me is is what I call the shiny pusher. That's kind of the name that I've that I've come up with. And part of that is that, that I've, I've talked about this need that I've, that I felt for a really long time to present this shiny side. You know, and I talked to my youngest boy about this, this, this week that, um, it, it, sometimes we feel like we have to perform. We, we want to push away all the things that are unattractive to other people, to society, the things that are dark inside us, the things that make us sad, the things that we're afraid of, um, we don't, we push those away. And so that's where the pusher comes from. And, 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 and we want to present this shiny side to everyone. And, and when we're, when we're good at it, when we're successful at sports or being, you know, uh, witty or, I mean, even like our generosity and the kindnesses that we can present, it, it, not that those are fake, but but if it's all that shiny side, whether it's doing well in school and getting the good grades, and then, and then society people have a way to reinforce that. I don't think that that's wrong. I, I, I think that's good. I think we should reinforce those types of positive qualities. But it, it it turns out sometimes that that shiny side gets reinforced so much that the darkness part, the fear part, the afraid part gets pushed away, and I'm. I'm doing that motion now, which as, as I would do that motion in my, in my counseling session, then, then my person would say, Let, let's, let's find out why you're, why you're pushing it away. And, and, and so that's where, that's where we, that's where we got. And, and, and it was, it was about my Davidson self and the way that I describe it is he's, he's a guy on the couch. It's me. It's, it's 19 year old. 19 year old me with that Davidson hat on and that long stringy hair that sometimes I wish I could grow back, you know, not as long as Sam's is now, but down, down to my shoulders. And, and I don't know know if a 45 year old man can pull that off, but, but anyway, this guy, he's, he's on the couch there. And honestly, like that paper bag full of clothes that the laundry would do for you just beside me on the couch, maybe ripped open from the top, but never put away just pulling clothes out and living in it. The dark, it's dark, you know, the lights off. I would sleep. I would just sleep. I would sleep for through the days and, and the lights and my roommate. I don't know. I don't know what he thought at the time. I apologize to him, you know, some years ago uh, via Facebook. Once again, like just to let him know, man, I don't know what was going on. I, I'm sure I was not a, a good, a good roommate. Um, You know, this, this kid, this, 
this skinny little kid with the with the long hair, flannel shirt, you know, just uh, no doubt suffering from some pretty serious depression, and um, or or some such. I, I don't mean to self-diagnose, but but certainly those symptoms were a part of it, and, and the way that 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 I dealt with it when I was that nineteen-year-old Davidson me was, I mostly just ran. You know, I mostly just ran and abused substances. And, and that was a part of the escape as well. I didn't go to class. That's why I can't remember my second semester professors. You know, I didn't go to my work study job. Um, I, I just, I was completely turned off or tuned out or something. I don't know. And so in, in my, in my tea time, in my session this time, I, I, I was asked to show empathy towards that guy, and I, 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 I feel sorry for for that person. I feel sorry for me when I was nineteen, not knowing what the heck was going on, being away, like being in a place that I didn't seem to fit, and people called me Dan, and nah, that isn't it, <laughs> that isn't it. Um, but yeah, I I worked on breathing you know, myself bigger. That was a, <clears throat> that was a thing that, that I was working on. And, and I'll, I'll have to tell you, minds are wild. And that's one of the things I've realized in these past several um, counseling sessions is how wild minds are and almost psychedelic, like psychedelic trips. Because as I began to show empathy towards this 19 year old me, this couch guy at Davidson, <clears throat> he sat up like in my visualization with him, but it it's, I don't know that I can fully explain it to you if you haven't experienced it, something like this. It wasn't just like picturing. It was an actual, excuse me, <clears throat> it was an actual scene. And the guy got up and, and sat up on the couch first and then like turned the lights on as this process was going through. And, and and then there was this really surreal sense of shared consciousness. Like, here I am sitting on a couch in the Living Lotus Counseling Center in Shelby, North Carolina in 2023. And, and picturing, you know, visualizing, thinking into the, the person that I was when I was 19 on this couch at Davidson College. And... The guy sat up and the lights are on. And as my person, as my counselor whispered and said, hey, Daniel, you're all right the way that you are. There was this really surreal sense of shared consciousness. Like the person that I was when I was 19 was looking at me and making eye contact with me. Like I felt it. It was wild. That's all I can say. I, I thought I'd come to terms with my Davidson experience and, and I think I have, but maybe perhaps not fully because I've always talked about failing and, and I even use this as, as a lesson to my students, to my kids. Like if I would have stayed at Davidson, then <clears throat> likely this whole scenario isn't, I don't have the same life, you know? And so, yes, I failed and I, I've talked about that, but I, I think maybe that I haven't realized quite that I'm not a failure. That I did fail. I did. I flunked out. I stopped going to class. That doesn't work at any college. It definitely doesn't work at Davidson. 
But that doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It doesn't mean that that 19-year-old kid was. I don't have anything to prove. And Sarah whispered those words to me, Sarah, at Living Lotus, my counselor. She says, you're all right the way that you are. And as she whispered those words, as she said those words, speaking to the 19-year-old couch guy at Davidson, that guy disappeared. And it was this sense, like this, this, this snap sense that those words were for me. 2023, sitting on the couch at Living Lotus and Shelby me. You're okay the way you are. You're all right the way you are. And, and so, you know what? Maybe you need to hear those words. You're all right. You're all right. Just the way that you are. All right, well, that got a little bit farther than I thought it would, but maybe we're in for a long one today. You guys remember MySpace? I remember it a little bit. I remember that you got to decorate your wall, and that was really cool, and that you could put music on there. But the best part about MySpace for me is that it came up with surveys. And I don't know, I thought about going back and listening to whatever episode was this time last year, and maybe I did the same. Um, Maybe I did the same survey then because this one pops up on my Facebook memories and it's one of my favorite surveys, but I love to do surveys. I love to answer these types of questions. And so I don't know, I might have to try to make my own again for next week and do it again. But um, I'm just going to try to do these. I haven't even typed these out. I just have the categories here and maybe I did this a year ago and maybe my answers were different, but we'll see if you want to be a sleuth. Um, but just real quick, you know, I'm going to go through these and, and favorite smell and oh that's tough orange and ginger for sure my lo my bath and body works lotion but there are these flowers and i don't know if it's honeysuckles or i don't know if it's something else where i come back from the river and it just kind of washes over me and those are really good and this is weird but somebody's been wearing some smelling stuff that i have been in the gym at the y and i really like that um last cry the 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 penultimate episode of Ted Lasso, the one that was just aired this past Wednesday, it got me good. Like, it got me like, oh, I realize that when I cry, I cry kind of like uh, the the fire truck in in cars, you know, like, I mean, like I just bust out because I think I try to hold it in um, as best I can until it just absolutely explodes for me. But yeah, that last scene, one of the last scenes there, it got me, it got me good. Favorite pizza? I'm not really a pizza guy anymore, but I guess I would have to go with the one from Pleasant City that has the the spinach and the chicken and the olive oil and feta cheese. I can't remember the name of it, but it's good. Um, my favorite flower? I think it's about to be sunflowers because we uh, Sydney is planting a sunflower garden out in the back, and I helped dig it up yesterday. I was out there with the Maddox and my tank top and bare feet. Like trying not to chop my toes off because, and I'm definitely sore today. Favorite dog? Man, I don't know. We've labored so much. We've talked so much about getting a dog, but but we just don't ever. And I, I think I would want like a yellow dog. That's what I want. A yellow dog, like medium size. That's so happy. But I don't know. Dog hair inside is not what we want. So... 
Dogs are cool, though. Favorite foot attire? Birkenstocks, if I'm wearing anything. Roller coaster? I'm sure I answered this one the same way, but it's definitely the Scooby-Doo roller coaster from Carowinds a long time ago because I went one time when I was in fourth grade, and this girl named Jenny Taylor was in sixth grade, and nobody else was there. And so every time we would ride the roller coaster, it was just us two on there. And he, the guy running the thing, he said, hey, y'all want to go again? And I'm, I'm serious. Like we rode it like 33 times in a row without having to even get off. And here I am, this fourth grader with this sixth grader. I thought I was something else. Hair color, I, I, I don't know what that means. Um, I like hair color. Mine is not as brownish, blondish as it used to be. So I think I'm going to go with like this little silver, the little silver flex. You know what I'm saying? Um, favorite ice cream, Kilwins from from Blowing Rock is is it? And that Dolce, what was it? Tres leches, Dolce de leche. Wow. But this coffee, any, I don't. I love ice cream. Vanilla. I'm a vanilla guy. And maybe caramel. But you know, if you just give me some vanilla ice cream, I'm set. Um. Pet peeve, oh wow. Probably right now, the people that just drive so fast up my road. That's probably the one. Um, people who ask too many questions in meetings. That one gets me. That one does get me. Like the meeting could be over and you're asking a question. Come on, man. All right. Shorts or jeans? I'm jeans, although I'm, I'm really... Um, I'm really my joggers and that's what I like. I was trying to look over here to the side to see what, what brand they are. I can't remember. Um, I don't much wear shorts anymore. I don't like the veins and stuff that are on my, on my left leg. I'm old. And, uh, so I just like to wear the long pants. Um, what do you listen to right now? Well, when I typed this up, I was either listening to Beethoven's, uh, piano sonatas, Number 30, 31, and 32, or I had moved into 1973 Grateful Dead Dark Star, because that's my morning. The color of my vehicle is celestial silver, and I like it. Color of my eyes are bluish. I don't know. The, the little kids in India said I had cat eyes. You have beautiful cat eyes, Uncle. That was a good, that was a good uh, impersonation. Um, but I think they're kind of bluish type. My favorite holiday. Hmm. I don't know. I've I've always gone with Boxing Day the day after Christmas because the whole Christmas thing is I don't know. I'm trying better to like Christmas more. I guess my favorite holiday is probably Dr. King's birthday um because that's when we go to Hilton Head with our BFFs, but anyway, I don't know. I guess I'm not really a holiday guy. Night hour, day person, definitely a day person. Um, I'm definitely that guy that's about ready to go to bed at 8.30 these days. Um, tattoos, yeah, I got a tattoo. One on my left shoulder um, of, a, of a boat with its sail on fire and a sequoia cone and some ripples and some water, and I like it a lot. Do I like to cook? I don't like to cook. I like for people to cook for me. Um, favorite drink? Uh, probably the Nicaragua coffee from Hannah's Coffee Shop. It's probably my favorite drink. Although 
Dr. Pepper, man, I just started having some of that. Those little tiny cans are just 90 calories or whatever, but golly, man, Dr. Pepper is so good. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like, I drink the orange LaCroix. Those are good. Can I drive a manual shift? Yep, I sure can. Lots of stories about that. My favorite color is orange, typically when it's contrasted with blue. Um, any, kind, any kind of blue, really. Uh, do I like veggies? I've, I've gotten better over the last couple of years. I do eat a lot of spinach. Do avocados count as vegetables? I don't know. If they do, then I do eat those. Uh, is that all I got? Spinach. I said spinach. Did I say that? Yep. I got that one. So no, I guess I don't really like vegetables. I should like them better. Do I work out? Yep. I'm getting ready to go. Um, just got back into it. Now the school's almost out. I'll be going in the morning times. Uh, but I had to finish up the podcast today because I know you were waiting with bated breath for the podcast to be released on the Saturday morning. Do I wear glasses? No, I wear sunglasses pretty much everywhere I go. And, uh, but I've yet to go to the eye doctor. I can still see fine. My favorite season is fall for sure. I like the fall. Um, it just, it was hot and now it's cooling off and now it's fall and the whole rhythm starts back up again after a nice break. But yeah, that's my favorite. Speaking of fall, and maybe speaking of belonging, which I think is a huge need for me, of course, the need to belong, it's a, it's a huge need for, for every human being, I suspect. But I've got this new plan, and I'm really working on it. And after I work out this morning at the Y, I'm going to go over to Hannah's Coffee Shop and hope that they have that Nicaragua coffee or maybe Ethiopia. But whatever they have, I'm going to get it in my Boiling Springs mug. And I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to type this whole thing up. All right, because this new idea that I have as mayor, and it's like the, the idea that I have, it, this is the one that I want to be known for, honestly. I mean, maybe we'll get a cool streetscape and we'll slow people down and get speed limit signs up and stuff like that. And we've got concerts and all that's good. And I'm, I'm glad about the things that we're doing. But, you know, Boiling Springs is the home of Gardner-Webb University. And it just is. The, the two institutions have grown up together. I mean, literally. They were founded right around the same time. And and so, you know, half of our town is just about the, the property is is Gardner Webb. Maybe not half, but a lot of it, you know. And 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 there's just this symbiosis, this symbiotic relationship that should be uh you know, it should be symbiotic, I guess I should say. Sometimes it's more um I don't know, we're at each other a little bit more than we should be. But we're, we're working. We're working together. And we always are working together, hopefully for the best for each. But also, you know, but also, we're the, we're the home of, or at least a home, of the Dadgum Crest Chargers. That's the high school that I teach at. That's the high school that I went to. That's the high school that my kids go to, that my parents went to. And, and you know, there are three feeder schools. There are three feeder elementary schools into Crest. And one of them is Township 3, and that is not in Boiling Springs. But the other two, Boiling Springs Elementary and Springmore Elementary, are. They, they are. They are in our town. So two-thirds of the kids that are heading to become Crest Middle School Dragons and then Crest High School Chargers are coming through Boiling Springs schools. 
you know, four of the five members on the town council graduated from Crest. And the fifth one who just moved here, his kids go there. His kids will go there into that system. And so even people who live here now that didn't graduate from Crest, their their kids will, most likely. I mean, we got we got school choice, we got a couple charter schools, we got some private schools, people do the homeschools, but overwhelmingly these kids go to Crest. I mean, there's a thousand students right now in Blood Springs and Springmore. Over a thousand. So, you know, I, I, I've got this idea that 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 Boiling Springs should, how do we say, what's the word? Do people still say lean in, lean into this identity of being Charger Town? We put up flags for Gardner Webb. We put up flags along the along the street when it's when it's graduation time or it's homecoming or the kids are coming in for orientation. And so, one of the short term ideas I have is to is to get some flags, some Crest Charger flags. And I've been looking into it. I've, I've been getting some pricing. They're, they're more than I hoped they would be. And so I don't know how we're going to end up paying for them. But I'll work on that. You know, somewhere 28, 30 flags lining the streets on Fridays. And, and look, it isn't just about football. But let me say, it is about football. Friday night football is a heartbeat in this community. In Cleveland County. It just is. And so... I was reading Beartown, and Beartown is about hockey. It isn't about football, but it's the same narrative. The people in the town identify with, with this thing. You know, when Crest plays Shelby in football, that's the talk all week and the talk all week after. Crest and Burns, Crest and whatever it is. You know, like we expect to win football games, and we pack the crowds and people wear their gear. Like it, it is part of the identity. The football program makes money for the school. But but I'm not here to argue that that football is king. It just is. It just is. And so on Friday nights we should put up the flags for the Crest Chargers and and we should have tailgates at town hall or picnics and have people you know drive in uh, a, a what do you say a procession like a, a line of cars. What do you call that when people drive in a line of cars and and have their Charger flags and we go from Boiling Springs to the stadium. You know, we watch the games, not just on Thursday nights. And it's not just about football, you know. I think we should put the flags up every Friday. I want to be the guy. I want to be the mayor up there putting the flags up. Representing with my Crest shirts on, you know, and and put them up every Friday. Because it, it won't just be about football. It'll be about supporting the arts and supporting the technical education and supporting whatever, like, the, the whole identity, the whole community. You know, we have so many business owners that are Crest graduates or, or have kids that graduated from Crest. And so what types of Crest plans can we can we set up? Highlighting those particular businesses, highlighting the accomplishments of our students. In elementary school, having our kids go, you know, our kids go with their jerseys on, their Crest jerseys, whatever they are, you know, if it's Crest softball, going down and watching the Springmore kids and the Bowling Springs kids and, and going to read to them some. And, and, and some of this is already happening. But also creating community groups, people who are who are who perhaps are retired but uh, uh, or, or who could take some time off once in a while to go to football games for Bowling Springs Elementary or to go to fifth grade band concerts or to go to seventh grade, you know, uh, uh, choral performances or or drama or, you know, whatever. Like being involved in the, the 
the career and technical education classes and, and highlighting their amazing accomplishments and, and setting up an incentive structure too, like making it fun, you know, for, for the, for the group that goes to the most elementary kids and, and whatever, we'll make sure everything's cool. I mean, I know we got to make sure that everything's safe and all that. And, and, and I'll double check on all that. We'll put up, you know, security measures and whatever you got to do these days. But I think that by creating this sense of belonging, the sense of identity, that this is who we are, we're Crest Chargers, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, for one, as a five-year-old growing up and seeing that kind of stuff, feeling that support, seeing the green and gold flying around, that when that five-year-old makes her way all the way up uh, to the high school, then she's she's a part of it. Like, yes, Crest, I have an identity here because we've lost that. Institutions in general are declining. But if we can set up some type of identity, then maybe that will pay off in terms of education because the more buy-in, the more the more belonging there is, you know, what's the Beach Boys say? Be true to your school, just like you would to your girl guy or whatever. Like but but I think it, it helps create safety too, because the more people are involved from the community with these kids. The less likely it is, but the less likely it is for some of these kids to get lost, you know, to, to to fall through the cracks, so to speak. And so I do think that it it, it helps with that as well. Um, you know, I think about like even even pen pal situations again, which would which would really have to be monitored. It would have to go through the school. It would have to go through. You know, these things would have to be read. It's not something where we're going to have high school kids writing to elementary school kids with that aren't monitored, but, but these types of connections that we work having picnics with our sister cities like Earl and Grover uh, or Mooresboro, like the other places around that also send their kids to our elementary schools that send their kids to Crest high school and developing a, a broader sense of community. I think that helps businesses. I think it helps. I think it helps. And it gets me really excited. Um, because I am a charger guy. I do bleed green and gold. So anyway, I'm going to have to keep you updated on that. Like the flags, 28 of them, I don't know. The prices I'm getting so far, it's going to be more than I can come out of pocket with myself. I don't really want to put it in the budget, but maybe we'll see if everybody buys in. Maybe we could do a fundraiser of some sort. But um, it's really exciting to me. And so I'm going to go write this thing up here in... And just a little bit, but first I got to go get my workout on, you know, because I said it. I said that's what I was going to do. All right, y'all. I mean, the Charger thing, you know, like this is the Church of Six. This is a Church of Six production, you know. But the Charger thing is for the adults, too, because it will be fun and it will be reminiscent and it will be involvement. But it's for the kids, too, man, because the kids have been through so much. They have to go through so much. Think about the pressures that they're under constantly. Anyway, Church of Six, baby. Brought to you by the Rope of Revival. The Bucket of Life, the Foundation Tower of Stone, the Magic Rock Times Two, the Wall of Belief, and the Token of Hope. Nothing divine is desperate. May all your circumstances serve to awaken compassion and teach peace. Don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live.
Peace, my friends.